0: Welcome to GMFC Studios, God's Production Company. Praise the Lord. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank the Lord for each and every one of you that's taking your time to be with us this morning. I have to tell you that looking at everything that mankind has done To this point, seeing where America has shifted can be frustrating. When you look at the main debate of today, whether or not to allow parents to be fully and completely involved in their children's lives to the extent that there are laws being created to allow other adults to keep information from parents about things that their children are suffering through or trying to understand or trying to grapple with in the culture that we have created in this nation that it's become a law that I don't have to tell you that your child is struggling with whether they are male or female with their own gender identity that I can keep that from you and I can help them decide something if they decide to go away that's not true, tell them that it's okay. That it's okay to believe a lie. That it's okay to accept that whatever I may be feeling is really more of my reality than the biological evidence of who I am looking at this month that we call Pride Month, I think about what the Word of God declares about pride and what happens to mankind when we get to the epitome of pride. The same thing that happened to the enemy, the devil, when he was Lucifer and pride was found in him. And what a great fall there was for him a fall from which he will never recover. And then here we are, we are boasting in our own delusional state of thinking. There are times when I'm laying before the Lord and I'm talking to God and I'm looking at humanity, I'm looking at the church, I'm looking at the struggles of being human, the struggles of trying to understand the complexity that is our humanity, that is our carnal nature in war against the spirit nature of God that's inherent in all of us. For we have all been created in the image and after the likeness of God. And this other law that's always making law, that's always making war with the law of our mind, Frustrated at the things that I see, the things that I hear, seeing the very fulfillment of Scripture that mankind would take that which is not true and make it true just because we said it's true and then take that which is true and cause it to be a lie just because we said it's a lie. And I wrestle with God in the sense of why are we here? How did we even get to this place? And as I analyze mankind and the community and culture in which we live, I find that the mindset of man is neurotic. We are delusional. We have lost our way. What is delusion? Delusion. Maintaining fixed and false beliefs, even when confronted with facts. Now, medical science will tell you that this is typically the result of mental illness. Having a false or unrealistic belief or opinion about a a particular subject or topic. But I would tell you that this is really more related to a spiritual problem and condition that is occurring within those who have rejected the truth of God. And as I believe that these are the end times and the last days, I would be remiss if I did not stand flat footed and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and declare to you the truth, the real truth of God. Second Thessalonians, the second chapter, the 10th through the 12th verse, declares this. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned, who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I find that as I'm looking at scripture, there is an actual manifestation of this scripture that is occurring in our current culture, in our current day. This isn't something that's past or historical that we're talking about that happened long ago, but we are actually living in the manifestation of this word, this truth of God. Now, I know pulpits across this nation only want to tell you all the happy-go-lucky things about being a believer and want you to believe that all God wants for you is to have money in your pocket and live a healthy and good life. But that's simply not the truth. God called you so that you could be a beacon of light in a place of darkness. America has become a place of utter darkness. The city in which I live has become a place of utter darkness. Darkness, And if we who are the light of the world hide behind the dark things, we have not done what God has called us to do. It's unpopular. It's not going to cause you to become anyone's friend, especially since when you look at the church today, you'll find that the church is trying to shift the message so that it's more inclusive of Everyone, in the sense of their current state of living, that it somehow becomes okay and and whitewashed in some uh, mythical type of grace that allows us to just do as we please and everything being all right in the sight of God. And this is delusion in its finest. Have you ever wondered why it seems that no matter what you say, even when backed up with empirical evidence, people will still hold to an opinion, a belief or a lie or stand upon something that is just proven false or untrue. It's one thing when you see this happen in the world, but I've seen this take place in the church. It is occurring in the world, but it's also occurring in the church. And I've also struggled, often struggled with why a person would not shift their belief when they're confronted with overwhelming evidence to the contrary of their original position on any given thing. I was talking to the Lord and studying his word and I came across 2 Thessalonians, the scripture that I read to you, but this time when I read it, I've read it before, but it took on a different light. It was as if God was trying to point something out to me concerning humanity and the carnal nature of man. What this nature, if not rejected by us, will cause God himself to have to do to everyone who rejects his truth. There's a saying that what is true for me does not necessarily make it right or true for you. My truth may differ from your truth, and we are all entitled to believe our own interpretation of truth, which makes all truth then uh, a perspective based upon the finite reality of man's wisdom rather than the infinite wisdom of God, whose wisdom and knowledge transcend time, space, and creation altogether. We we, we become uh, the determinators of what is true And we remove God's authority over determining what is true. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But in the mindset of man, in the neurotic neurotic state of mind's thinking, of man's thinking, we, we get to a place where we tell God that he does not understand. There's a whole series of commercials that have hit the televisions Uh, related to Jesus started at the Super Bowl this past Super Bowl and it talks about Jesus getting us but the impression of the commercial is, is that he gets us understands us and accepts us where we are with no expectation of any change within us if I love you If I truly love you, I'm not going to allow you, at least within my own power, to remain believing things that are not true. My love drives me to speak truth to you. Now, of course, we all are accountable to God for the things that we do, the things that we believe, the things that we say. So I can't and would not as God does not force anyone to do anything, but it is my responsibility as a child of God and a believer of the truth of God to declare that truth, even when that truth stands in contradiction to the truth that is accepted in our current culture. When I read this passage of scripture and began to allow the spirit, uh, uh, the Holy Ghost to break it down for me word for word, I was startled by what God showed me. God showed me that it is he himself who is so involved, so intimately, intrinsically involved in truth that he will cause humanity to accept a lie as truth when humanity rejects the truth that he has established. God makes you believe a lie is true because of your unrepentant position and attitude on his truth. I was reading this and like, you almost wanted to ask God like, wow, why? But this is the catch. When you have rejected the truth of God and God has caused you to believe a lie as truth, you are in the process of becoming antichrist. Everyone's running around wondering where the Antichrist is and you don't even understand that you have begun to adopt within your own self the process of becoming Antichrist yourself. God took me to his word and he pointed this out in great detail to me. 1 John, the second chapter, the 18th verse says this, little children, it is the last time and as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come Even now are there many antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. 1 John 2 and 22. Who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is antichrist that denieth the father and the son. 1 John 4 and 3. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already it is in the world. We keep looking for Antichrist to come, and I've often taught many within the body of Christ that. The Antichrist, in the sense of the fulfillment of Antichrist, the one that will stand and cause men to worship him, that Antichrist, the body should never see. We should have been caught up, raptured. We should be in the presence of the Lord. Because when the Antichrist comes into power, this is the time of tribulation. For which I believe the church will not be here. Just recently, my wife and I were talking and in Las Vegas, I don't know if you've heard this or not or seen the the news articles, but uh, they captured some um, large light. Falling down or coming down, it it appeared in the video, into the backyard of somebody and the people that were living in the home that witnessed this uh, stated that, uh, you know, they saw two very large monstrous looking creatures. And they called the police, and the Las Vegas police actually took this seriously because there was some evidence to point to whether or not something happened. They couldn't explain what happened, but something happened. And my wife and I were talking about whether or not there is aliens. Do aliens exist? And while I cannot give an affirmative yes or an affirmative no, because Everything that I believe has to be based upon Scripture and Scripture does not specifically state that there is life anywhere else. Also recognizing that Scripture is not a uh, historic document about all that is. It's about all that relates to us in the plan of redemption and salvation and the coming of Christ to save us. But what I do know is that with the kind of uh, move towards the extraterrestrial. Um, Many that study that topic would argue that what people are seeing is the manifestation of the demonic. And I believe that in the time when the church is raptured, there has to be some explanation that is given and what better explanation than to say aliens have come and taken away your loved ones. It makes logical sense because man likes to believe things that are not true. But most everyone in the body of Christ has heard of the Antichrist. We've been taught that he is the false Messiah that will come during this time of tribulation and uh, he will cause peace to come upon the earth. He will uh, be killed and rise from the dead. He will set himself up to be worshiped in the temple. He is the manifestation of everything that is anti-Jesus, a son of sedition, who is sent to mimic the life of Christ, but in every opposite way possible. As I study this, God began to show me and to, to point my mind and, and, and tell me, open up my understanding uh, that Antichrist is more prevalent right now and functioning in more people. The spirit of Antichrist is functioning in more people than we think. We are looking for one antichrist, but if you are here to see him at his revelation, then you have already missed the going home of the church. There is a spirit of antichrist, which is in full operation in the world and has even infiltrated the church. I've often said that if the devil were here manifested uh, in uh, in the position of a person, he would be standing in the pulpit preaching to you that he doesn't exist. Antichrist. the word of God teaches us that, that the followers of antichrist are those who are perishing why am I sharing this with you because I love you I may not know you but I love you because I understand the love of God that he's had for me that even in my point of failure he sent his son to die to give his life up for me that I might be saved from the tribulation that is to come This word antichrist are in the life of those that are perishing, those that have rejected what is true. Now, if you look at the word perishing, it's translated from a Greek word which represents a continuous action. Those that perish, that is, the people who are in the process of of perishing, it's a it's a uh, a word of action. There are many in the church who think they follow Christ, but in actuality, are followers of what is anti to Christ and His message of truth. Every follower of the uh, Antichrist who lives on the earth is perishing. They are they're on the road to being lost. They have turned away from God, and they're traveling in the opposite direction along the road that leads to perdition. The word perishing itself means to be lost, to be in the process of being destroyed or ruined, corrupted, and put to death. So when a person is on the road to perdition, he has turned away from God and is pointed in the very opposite direction. He's traveling away from where God is. He has deliberately separated himself from God and has uh, severed all ties with God, even though the majority of them would tell you that they are followers of Christ. You see, their truth has been altered and they've accepted a lie as truth and uh, they can't reconcile their truth uh, is a lie and what they believe is a lie because they've accepted it as truth. We look at the transgender culture and, 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 and it boggles the mind that they go to the degree of even physically altering medically their bodies to become one thing that they're not. A man will never be able to have a child. I don't care what you do to the body. A man will never be able of his self to have a child because this is not how God created us. I don't care how much of a woman I may feel, I can never be a woman because God created me a man. I don't care how much a woman acts like a man, she can never be a man because God created her a woman. And when you believe something opposite of this, you are standing in delusion. I don't say this out of bitterness or hatred for you. I say this because the love of God in me for you demands that I speak truth to you that you would not be caught on that road to perdition in that place of rejection of God but might be restored from delusional thinking into right-mindedness. It's because of this mental instability that People cannot see God nor the things of God. Their face and their eyes are not turned toward the gospel, but they're turned toward the world and everything that is in the world, which is temporal and perishing. There is nothing in the world that will last. The gospel then becomes hid to them because they are perishing and because they are traveling the road of the lost, the road of those who are perishing. He is simply facing in the wrong direction looking away from the gospel but if my focus is away from the signs which lead to a relationship with Jesus how can I know or believe I am going the wrong direction because the spiritual GPS that I have been uh, trusting in is giving me directions and I know I have followed each one step by step with attention to detail so I must be on the right road 1 Corinthians 1 and 18 declares, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. 2 Peter 2 and 12, but these as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed speak evil of the things that they understand not and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. Deuteronomy 8 and 19, and if it it shall be, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. Scripture is replete with Word of truth after word of truth. This is not doctrine. This is not theology. This is not an opinion. This is not some perception. This is the word of God manifest right before our eyes. The followers of the Antichrist are those who just simply do not receive the truth. Now the word received from the Greek means to literally welcome. The thing to see is that they do not welcome the truth, nor do they have the love of the truth in them. And by truth is meant the truth of the gospel. They do not welcome the love of the gospel. They do not love the gospel. And this is a powerful and terrible indictment against the followers of the Antichrist. They reject the love of God. We're so worried about the indictment against the... The former president, Donald Trump, and all the charges and what's hidden in the uh, actual subpoena. uh, We're frustrated about that to some degree on one side, and we're celebrating that on another side. And don't even realize that there is a powerful indictment being held against those who have rejected God. God has provided us love, and we have rejected them. God, and we have rejected it. God has provided uh, a way for people to be saved, a way for them to escape death, a way for them to live eternally with him, a, a way for them to live in victory over every trial, every tribulation, every suffering of this life. But despite everything that God has provided, they do not love the truth of the gospel. And the result is going to be terrible. The fact is they're not saved. There are a lot of people, even in the body of Christ, that are running around telling people that they're saved. But they're not. You see, the followers of Antichrist will be those who have not welcomed the love of the truth, but those who have rejected the love of the gospel. John 3 and 19 I'm giving you a lot of scripture today to let you understand that this is not something that, uh, that I'm just opinionated and I feel like I have a platform and I just want to you know, put out my opinion. My opinion on any matter really at the end of the day means absolutely nothing to nobody. But this is the word of truth from God, which is why I'm sharing with you scripture after scripture that you understand it is not man that is declaring this, but it is God. John 3 and 19, and this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. I know this may frustrate some people and there may be some people that come against me just because of my secular uh, employment and feel like I shouldn't be standing in this platform. But I am uh, in honor to God and I owe my life to God and I have to do what God declares of me to do. John 8 and 24, I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Hebrews 3 and 12, take heed brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Jude 1 and 5. I will therefore put you in remembrance though ye once knew this how that the Lord having saved the people out of the land of Egypt afterward destroyed them that believed not. You see, the followers of the Antichrist or the spirit of Antichrist that is active in the world, uh, that is active in the earth, are being deceived. There are are always two factors involved in deception. Let me me just give you a a, a forensic understanding uh, of deception. There are always two factors that are involved in deception. The deceit of the deceiver and the willingness of the person to reject the truth and to believe a lie. Now, if you apply these two factors to 2 Thessalonians 2 and 10, which I read to you when I began today, you will see that both factors are clearly seen. Look at what this passage of Scripture is saying. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. You have to now be thinking to yourself, just as I was, does this mean that God misleads unbelievers? That God deceives people? No. A thousand times no. Scripture shouts a thousand no's. You are not deceived apart from your own will or against your will. You are deceived only because you choose to disbelieve God and disbelieve his word of truth. What scripture is teaching is that God has sent certain laws, set certain laws in place in the universe. Laws both within man and within Nature, laws which go into motion and take effect when man acts. If a person does something, certain things will happen. If, if a person does something else, then something else will happen. Scripture teaches that unbelief is governed by laws. Let me give you an example. There is a law of sowing and reaping. If a person sows unbelief and deception, he shall, she shall, they shall reap unbelief and deception. Galatians 6, 7 uh, through 8. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. You see, there's a law of measure. If a person measures unbelief and deception, unbelief and deception shall be measured back to him. If you don't believe me, Matthew 7 and 2. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. Luke 6 and 38. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. The point I'm trying to make to you today is it's because people reject the truth of the gospel that they shall suffer strong delusion and believe a lie. If we examine the word strong delusion, the words mean a working of error. In the end time, people will work error. Delusion is the working of error. You will put error to work in your life. You will work it. Some of you will become champions of it. You will work error after error, sin after sin, evil after evil. You'll become stronger and stronger in your delusion. You will become so steeped in your rejection of the gospel that you'll get to a place where you're unrecoverable. Leon Morris said, it is the law of life that those who take this step disbelieve the gospel, go further and further astray into error. You see, men who reject the truth are bound to end by accepting evil as true. Thereby, God uses Satan as the means of punishing them. In the simplest words, A.T. Robertson says, God gives the wicked over to the evil which they have deliberately chosen. Matthew 15 and 14. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Ephesians 4 and 18 having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Jeremiah 9 and 5, and they will deceive everyone his neighbor and will not speak the truth. They have taught their tongue to speak lies and weary themselves to commit iniquity. Scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture. Driving you to see what is occurring right before your eyes. Last thing I'm urged of God to share with you is is that the followers of the Antichrist are damned. You who have accepted delusion as truth are damned. Damned. We are in a season where you can shift gears and do a 180 degree turn and start moving back towards God and you can be saved. You have an opportunity while we are yet drawing breath to give your life back over to God. But if you continue to follow Antichrist or the spirit of Antichrist that is active in the world today, you are damned. I will not lie to you. You are going to hell. I'm not putting you in hell. God is determined that the judgment for sin and rejection is separation from him and that is the ultimate hell those who take pleasure in unrighteousness are damned what is damned it means judged condemned punished I know we live in a world where no one wants to be accountable for the things that they do, but I'm here to tell you that a day is coming where accountability will be called upon. There are two reasons why the followers of the Antichrist are going to be judged. They will not believe the truth of the gospel, the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to understand that God loves his son, loves him with a perfect love. And because of this, A man cannot accept God to overlook him when he curses Christ, opposes Christ, despises Christ, dishonors Christ, disobeys Christ, neglects Christ, rejects Christ, downgrades Christ. at Christ, ignores Christ, demeans Christ, debases Christ, anything that is in opposition to Christ. Jesus Christ is the sovereign son of God who has sacrificially died for all mankind. Therefore, if a person rejects the sacrificial death of Jesus, he cannot accept God or expect God to overlook that level of dishonor that they are doing to the uh, life and death and resurrection of his son. That person can only expect judgment of God. Remember, antichrist means anti, that is against Christ. Any person who follows any of the antichrists now or in the famous, the infamous antichrist that is to come in the future will be judged, condemned and punished by God. God can do nothing else. They will have pleasure in unrighteousness. They will be people who live unrighteous lives and take pleasure in their unrighteousness. They will be people who love their sins. They will lust with their eyes and love to feed their imagination with what they look at. I was uh, so appalled by something I heard mega pastor Mike Todd say that it is okay for you in your imagination to do things that are contrary to the word of God. The devil is a liar. He is a liar. That is not true. You are caught away in the imaginations if you allow them to be filtered and you live them out in your thinking but these are the, this is the spirit of Antichrist that's working even in the church. They will lust with their eyes and love to feed their imaginations with what they look at. There will be people who look and lust after pornographic literature. There will be people who look and lust after those who dress to expose their bodies and attract all kinds of attention. They will uh, be people who look and lust after the enticing of foods. They will be people who look and lust after the possessions of the world even to the degree that that will be what people preach they will lust with their flesh and love to feed their flesh with uh, what they lust after there will be people who lust and feed their flesh with all forms of immorality They will be people who lust and feed their flesh with all kinds of food and and all kinds of appetites. They will be people who lust and feed their flesh with all kinds of possessions indulging in their every desire and knowing little about sacrifice in order to meet the needs of the lost in the world. They will seek the pride of life, seek position and recognition and honor and power and fame and wealth. They will focus more and more upon themselves and the power of man and the power of science to give them the utopia of happiness in success which at the end of the day fails an awful tragedy of all of this is man is the total focus We've lost the focus of God and we've placed man on the pedestal and he has become our focus, his pleasure, his desire, his ambition, his image, his ego, his own esteem, the glory that is man. God is forgotten altogether. Man loves himself and himself alone. He looks and focuses upon himself and himself alone. God is therefore rejected, denied, forgotten, ignored, and neglected. God is relegated to nothing more than a figment of somebody's imagination of superstitious zealots, uh, people who are running around who really need to be silenced and put away. Therefore, the judgment, uh, condemnation, and punishment of God shall fall upon all those who love their sin. Romans 1:26 through 32 declares, For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural. Use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do the things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate This is the word of God. While our cities, while our states, while our nations embrace and celebrate sin, celebrate delusion, give it its own season of celebration, it's a delusional, it's a lie, it's neuropathy, it is something that must be rejected. Ephesians 5, 3 through 6, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetedness let it not be uh, once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting which are not convenient but rather giving of thanks for this ye know that no whoremonger, no unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. I know that this is hard and it's heavy and sometimes you feel like you can't make it, but Jesus has already made it for you. In your flesh, you can't make it. But we who are in Christ are free from the power of our flesh and emboldened by the power of God functioning within us through the gift of Holy Ghost. We only escape judgment through the judgment of Jesus on the cross. And when you do not believe, then all he did at Calvary becomes of none effect for you in your life. And Jesus gets off the cross for you. And God puts you on the cross instead. And you stand and receive your just recompense for you your sin make no mistake absent Christ you cannot escape the judgment of God it is in the judgment of God upon Jesus for your sin that you have escaped the punishment that rightfully belongs to you Jesus bore what belongs to you the judgment was rendered the judgment was carried out but Jesus took your place When you reject the truth of Christ, then you reject the replacement. There have been times as a police officer when I responded to investigate traffic accidents and when I arrived on scene The witnesses would tell me what took place and who the drivers were. And when I spoke with one driver, they uh, concurred with the truth. But when I spoke to the other alleged driver, they would tell me that they did not drive the car, but the passenger was the actual driver of the car. Now typically this was an attempt to bypass punishment for the accident or for other unlawful behavior such as driving without a license and and this is what Jesus has actually done for us. We were the ones driving the car headed right into sin but Jesus told the righteous judge to count it against him rather than counting it against you. Count it as if Jesus was the driver and the real driver was just a passenger. While here in the earth, I would charge them for lying. God said, I will impute my judgment on Jesus rather than on this sinner. But the sinner must have faith. The sinner must accept this truth or else God will count the judgment against the sinner himself and not apply it to his son. Jesus can only stand in the gap for you based upon your faith and your real faith or belief will change your behavior to reflect what it is you say you believe. You have to go get some spiritual, psychological counseling to reset your thinking from living in a delusional state of being and believing a lie for truth. You have to remove yourself as the focus of your own life and start asking yourself some hard questions. Is what I am pleasing in the sight of God? If the truth is no, then take action against that which is displeasing. And as Michael Jackson once said, Make a change. He declared in a song that is so famous I'm gonna make a change for once in my life. It's gonna feel real good, gonna make a difference, gonna make it right. I'm starting with the man in the mirror, and I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, you got to take a look at yourself and then make a change. Will you allow the full function of the power of truth that is alive in you through the power of Holy Ghost to liberate you in life? Or will you go on believing a lie is true and, a true and the truth is a lie? This becomes the final question. Will I continue for I will be held accountable for what I have heard today? Will I continue to celebrate iniquity as the world does? I can reject sin and embrace a sinner. Because I don't agree with your lifestyle does not mean that I hate you. If my life is reflective of Christ Christ hated your sin so he laid his life down that you would not suffer the penalty of that sin that in your faith and reception of the love that he has displayed for you in standing in the gap for you you would be delivered from the power of sin over you your mind would be cleared and you would be able to move forward in that which is right I'll leave you with this. This debate in our culture is raging about all this homosexuality, transgenderism, uh, uh, gender identifying pronoun, all this stuff. It's raging right now. At the end of the day, there's a question that comes to you. Will you continue embracing what is simply not true and rejecting what is true? And that is the love of God. That's the love of God. He loved you enough to tell you the truth. I love you enough today to tell you the truth. I know some people that may hear this, may see this, may know who I am may not appreciate the things that I've said because they have been given over to delusion. But I declare to God, here I am, send me. And I am accountable to God before I am ever accountable to man. It'll be what it will be. But as I stand before God in that day, when we shall all stand and give an account for our doing. I will not say to him in that day, I remain silent. I did not speak against sin for fear of man. For I fear and have reverence for God. And I love my fellow man enough to tell them what is true that they might not be lost. Receive what has been spoken over your life, the truth that has been released over your life today. There's medical uh, documentation out now to further the delusion that says suicide has lessened in the community of those who have accepted their feelings over the truth. That somehow the act of suicide has decreased because they have become more acceptable. Because they themselves have accepted what's not true for them and because the community as a whole has begun to accept them in their own state of being. So now they want you to believe that if we do this, people in that state are less likely to kill themselves. When just a few years ago, they would tell you just the opposite. The culture said that people that believed that, that believed what wasn't true about them were more likely to kill themselves. Now, all of a sudden, they're less likely to kill themselves because strong delusion doesn't just affect the person who believes it as truth for themselves, but those who celebrate that untruth as truth for them don't be deceived by the power of antichrist that is working in the world today accept the love of god today give your life over to the power of god today receive his son the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that you would be translated from death into life. My prayer is that even as the culture, according to scripture, is going to delve farther and farther and farther away from the truth, that someone hearing me today that is dealing with this struggle, this is nothing but just another proclivity of the flesh. Another deceiving thing of the flesh. It may be your struggle, but God is able and God is faithful to deliver you out. Receive his outstretched hand this this day. Open your heart and receive him and he will help deliver you from your crisis. I am praying that the power of God fall greatly in this city and deliver those who have been held bondage to Allah. And I'm praying that the church which has remained idly by and silent will begin to stand up and speak the truth under the power of God. For God declares do not Worry about what man can do. But worry about what he can do. Know that I love you and I'm praying for you. God bless you. See what is going on. Shift gears and turn around and go in the other direction. The spirit of the Lord be with you. In the spirit of Antichrist, be defeated. Amen. This has been a production of the GMFC Studios. God bless you.